steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Alec Martinez, 3-1 Golden Knights. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Bennett looking cross-eye, Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down in a waffle and go into the goal! It's a hat-trick! Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Studio 31 at City National Arena on the heels of day two of the Vegas Golden Knights 2023 National Hockey League training camp getting set for a preseason game number one on Sunday against the San Jose Sharks. Three days, that's a pretty good lead up Mm -hmm. to preseason games. In other years, it's been two practices. One case I remember would be in one skate, mm-hmm. and then they play they played a game. Uh, there was some uh, maybe some uh, unofficial uh, breaking of uh, the the rules on that uh, on a team in the Eastern Conference uh, on, on that regard. It was a weird situation. <laughs> Why they ever s- uh, scheduled that, I, I don't know. But three days mm-hmm. with the amount of time that they've spent on the ice has been really productive uh, for. The Golden Knights coaching staff, led by Bruce Cassidy, but you also have the addition of Dominic Ducharme and Joel Ward as the new assistants, uh, working with uh, John Stevens and, and Sean Burke. And the Henderson Silver Knights coaching staff is also here and very present uh, with head coach uh, Ryan Craig uh, leading that, and he's intricately in- involved uh, with, uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights and has experience there. And it's not just that they've had full practice every day with each group, they're long sessions. Mm-hmm. Longer than any practice you'll see throughout the National Hockey League regular season. Yeah, you're you're right on the money. And the way that it's been structured is, you know, one of the the, the most interesting parts of it because you've got kind of a tune up skate, right? And then you you get a flood, you get back out onto the ice and then uh, the intensity picks right back up, so it's it's little, it's almost micro sessions, but you're able to put that much more into every single time you're on the ice. And credit to the arena staff here at City National yeah. because they've gone through the rookie tournament last week, where there was teams practicing and multiple games every day here at City National Arena, the Dollar Loan Center as well. But uh, this building was really busy last week mm-hmm. and under a, a serious amount. Of of hard usage on that ice and uh, and no complaints uh, from anybody regarding ruts or breaking down. Uh, they do an awesome job. So Andrew Stewart, who helps uh, run this uh, facility, or is the head guy, Darren Elliott, uh, wears a couple of hats within the organization. He is part of that, uh, and uh, and everybody else, uh, Harry, Richie, Chicago, uh, all the guys uh, working be- behind the scenes, uh, and uh, just. Uh, Awesome, uh, incredible group, but uh, I love what they've been able to do. And it's hard to keep players happy, mm-hmm. quite honestly. And it, this is a really important time of the year uh, for everybody, uh, especially those trying to make the team or make an appearance. And bad ice can can limit that, and sure. they don't have that. So I wanted to make mention uh, to the great crew uh, here at City National Arena and what they've been able to do uh, for the last uh, media tour uh, that uh, was different because there was a lot of stuff happening on the ice. 
you had the rookie tournament, you had VGK Media Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was out there playing uh, some competitions of cornhole. Yeah. You don't, wouldn't believe how much that shoots up the ice. Uh, and, uh, and, <laughs> and then you've got uh, the, the three full practices a day mm-hmm. by NHL players. Like it never yeah. gets that kind of uh, uh, usage throughout the season. Sure. And uh, and if you've skated after National Hockey League players, you know how much of a beating. Uh, I was on the ice uh, uh, back uh, in Manitoba uh, earlier this summer, and there was a National Hockey League player on the ice ahead of us, mm-hmm. and he worked hard. And and it there was ruts in the ice. Like, it was – I'm like – can we not? Can he not like do his drills? Like throw them around the ice a little bit more, bury them. Like that's what that we're seeing here, and yeah. uh, and there's no issues uh, with the ice here, so they do a, a, a bang up uh, job. Bruce Cassidy's been on the ice every session. I'm sure that uh, that his feet are barking right now, uh, <laughs> yeah. being out there uh, with all the skating. He's got one more day to go tomorrow before he stands behind the bench for the first time since that Stanley Cup uh, championship clinching night on June 13th. Uh, He spoke a couple moments ago. Let's uh, see what Bruce had to say at the end of day two of his training camp. Day two. It was good. Energy level was good. Sometimes it'll slip. You know, guys uh, were fatigued from day one, which was a working day, but I don't think it was exceptionally hard, but I liked our pace. you know, with that many groups on the ice, it's going to wear down a bit the ice. So the, some of the execution will slide as the day goes on. But I thought the effort was good and the energy level was good. Some of the guys have mentioned they feel like the energy level is carried over from June against you. Feel that they come back. Yeah, I think guys are, even though they've seen each other a little bit here and there, that like now they're truly together in the room, and I, I just think there's some good vibes from obviously June and, and we get along. So win or lose, I think they really generally like each other. Um, so they're happy to see one another. Does the energy wear down with you and your staff you knowing you gotta work three groups today? Well, it does for me. I'm not getting any younger and my feet are killing me. Um, but for the first three days, you know what's coming. Uh, after that, you know, you're not on as much. So it's just, a necessary evil, so to speak, where you got to get out there and get your uh, thoughts across, what you're trying to teach. A lot of our guys now, it's not new to them, so that's the good news. They lead the drills. It's easier to get, you know, the drills up to speed. But there's still a lot of new bodies here that, you know, may end up in Henderson with us, et cetera. So you, you've got to not lose those guys. You have to make sure you're doing right by them as well. Bruce, can you talk about your, your staff and that process of gelling? Well, that'll take a while. We've been in now for the last 10 days or so together every morning instead of doing it all day, like meet in the morning so that every day becomes a little bit of discussion. So, we, you know, we, I plan training camp the way I see it in the video and give them some assignments and then we merge our video. They've got to present their areas so they get in front of the group. And then it's just a process on the bench, what will be for Dom and Joel, because they haven't been on the bench, but that's what we have training camp for too. It's for the coaches, not only the players, coaches, trainers, everybody. So we'll use it to our advantage there. Uh, I I think we'll be fine. Um, I think at the end of the day, the focus becomes more on them adjusting to us. We've been here, so, um, but as I said, you you sort through some of that in your interview process and you get a feel for how guys are gonna attack it. And as I said before, I think, 
they both feel like, what can I do? I want to be part of it. How can I help? Where's my responsibility lie? And then they go from there and they just take over what they do best. They both coach. Dom's ran his own bench, so obviously more experience than Joel. So I'm sure they'll both be fine. If not, then we'll talk about it at times. You know, that's pretty normal. Hey, this is where I need you um, to be more vocal. And other times it's like, you know, take a step back and, and just, you know, sort through stuff between periods, whatever. They'll get a feel for how I, uh, you know, kind of run, run the bench and they'll, and you can see it in practice sometimes in the video. I've talked about a certain element of our attack and Dom right away, like, you know, we'll, we'll incorporate that when he's presenting. So guys are good hockey minds, so. I didn't have one with Dom. I'd met him a couple times. Uh, Kelly worked with him at the World Juniors, knew him. Uh, Sean Burke knew him from Montreal, so there was um, those guys, you know, put in a good word for him, and then I did my due diligence. And then with Joel, he was in uh, Henderson, so he's around. He had our extra players all through the playoffs last year, so you see his work ethic. Um, and again, Krim knew him, uh, talked to Manny at length, so different people knew his, his work. And he's also a little different animal in terms of most recently retired. Uh, so he has some elements there that we were hoping to find in that position, and he certainly brings that. Uh, Brandon, you about to play with uh, Jack and I think it helps, but just giving him an opportunity to give him a look. Yeah, we're moving some people around, and we can't move everybody around. Um, if training camp was longer, we'd try to get all the young guys with an older guy, right? But we don't have a ton of time. Our veterans are not going to play every game where they can. So we're trying to get some of those reps in practice, the guys that played together. But Briss is a guy that playing with a guy like Jack and, and, you know, get up there and see what, how these guys practice and the pace and the execution that's expected and, and uh, see what you can learn from him. You know, talk to Jack about, hey, he's a young guy. Make sure you pull him along. And um, same with we moved Pav up with Will today and just give those guys all a chance to play with Will. And Max, I'm sure, will get his look. And, and some other people, but those are the guys we feel are the farthest along for the most part. Now, it doesn't mean that'll end that way in camp, but that's how we figured going into it, um, that they would get a few more looks with veteran guys. The D we split, because there's six, like, you know, there's usually a young guy with a pair that rotates in, so that'll be good for them, but um, we're not gonna be able to do that with every forward, unfortunately, but we'll try with some. <clears throat> Well, it's more teaching and pace, right? It's getting them ready to go and how we're going to do it all year. We, we're we're going to practice quick and we're going to execute well at a fast pace so that when the games come, it almost slows down, you hope, or at least you're not, you know, like a deer in headlights. So uh, that's predominantly what's going on the first few days. Introduce them why we're doing these drills, how they translate to our systems. Um, so that's mostly what's going on. Uh, so the evaluation... Yeah, you can see which guys can execute under pressure. If it's the same guy, you look up and man, he's throwing it in this guy's feet every time. Well, I mean, you know, maybe he's not ready to execute at that pace. But other than that, I'm not going into my office right now and making a note on everybody. It's more mental checklist. We talk about practice, how did it go? Some names come up, good and bad. Some guys stick out some days, right? They're Sheldon Rempel this morning. It's like seems like he scored every time he was on a stick. You notice that, right? So, um, and then sometimes it's just about Hey, we got to work with this guy. He seems a little behind. Make sure he keeps his pace up, um, no matter where he is. If it's our best player or our youngest player. <clears throat> Mark had mentioned that this is probably the best he's felt in the last three or four years. And obviously, the amount of work that he 
Are you kind of approaching it as trying to manage his workload going into the year, making sure he doesn't overdo it, or is there a situation where maybe not load management, but making sure that it doesn't get to the point where you know something replacement? Yeah, but I, I think it's an inexact science because the last two years is load management's is probably. That's Bruce Cassidy at the podium uh, at City National Arena, working his way through things. Oh, look! And and now he comes right through. Like, <laughs> I don't know how that worked. Bruce's podium appearance ends at the same time that he walks inside the studio. I didn't know about this. Did you? Do you know about this? I didn't. This know about surprise? This. No. Hey, welcome. Thanks. I heard the show was. Lacking so so well, you, little you energy. Just, you just so preempted. I'm the guy for it. You just preempted yourself. That that that's unbelievable. What what just happened here? Uh, how are your feet? Uh, these dogs are barking. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> uh, I'm not used to this. Flip flops and golf shoes all summer. Yeah. So this is a change. Did it take you back to your hockey school days? It, uh, that's what I was saying to someone the other day. Yeah. I feel like I'm 21 when you're trying to grind and make a few bucks and you're on all day. Uh, you moved uh, some players around. Uh, we're talking about uh, Dorofiev, uh, Brisson, uh, giving them some look. I mean, your, your forward combinations are pretty intact. Uh, what was the thinking with what you did with uh, Dorofiev and Brennan? Well, Brisson, I thought, had a good rookie camp. Um, put him up with a guy like Jack, who's a puck mover. See, uh, you know, it's practice, but still see how he responds yeah. to that. He's earned, you know, a little bit of time. I talked to Marshy about it. He's, you know, Marshy knows where he's going to start. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's good for both lines. Uh, you know, I think Fro ended up with um, Marshy gets a veteran guy too. So they just balance things a little bit. And then with uh, Dora Fayev, it's, you know, with Carly, there is some opportunity there a little more than obviously with Jack's right side. So we're going to move some people around there. Um, maybe Comtois at some point. Uh, even Briss might go up there and get a look. Um, so that was the thinking there. Paul was great, I thought, in day one. Looked real good with those two, Carly and Amos. So I talked to Paul about that, but it's, it's not going to be automatic that you know we need to look at different things. So he's good with it. You mentioned Max Comtois here on a, on a PTO. What are you know, some of the things that you're getting to know about him and, and looking for from him over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, he's a big body. He moves well out there. Uh, he's got a good shot. Um, you know, until we get a little farther along, you know, you'll find out de- stick details, you know, play away from the puck, things that are important to us. Um, those are a little tougher to see in practice. So mm. the more he's here, the more we'll get a book on him. But, um, you know, he's began his career in the National Hockey League. This isn't a guy that's never played. So we know he has the ability to perform in the league. And just how well is he better than what we have? And we'll, that'll be determined. I don't know whether it's fair to ask you, but uh, I'll throw it out there anyway. How do you handle somebody on a PTO that's trying to make your team and balance that between getting everybody else work in preseason games? That's a little unfair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, it's just part of the business is what yeah. it is, to be honest with you. If we can find a player for free, basically, uh, and he's going to make us better, you know, why wouldn't we do it? The problem is it's a short-term look, and you want to make sure you're true to the guys that have just helped you win a Stanley Cup, right. that have been in the organization, that have learned to play the right way. So that's what you're up against. Like Paul played all seven last year and made the team. He earned his spot here. Yeah. And we, Lashishan was a young guy. We, 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 you know, we looked long and hard at it, and so was Ronberg because they were – they're also the assets that had to clear waivers, right? So there's a little mm. bit of that goes into it. You, you don't want to just lose a guy if you can help it. Um, 
So Paul earned his way, and he played well during the regular season. It's just, you know, Barbie comes in at the deadline, and he's just a more advanced player. Um, but we hope Paul will pick up where he left off from last year and, and obviously be better, and that's on us to coach him, coach him up better, but for him to understand what it takes – you know, more so than he did at this point last year, right? Mm-hmm. So he'll be getting an opportunity. Um, but like I said, we'll see with, with Max. I mean, if he's that far ahead, then we have to seriously say, okay, is, is this a better look for us? And that's why he's here. I don't, have you ever been in the situation where you get a, a National Hockey League player, a young National Hockey League player with a lot of upside on a, on a PTO like this? I'm trying to think back in Boston. It's unusual. We, you know, there are more PTOs now in the salary cap world. Mm-hmm. There's guys that get squeezed. Or um, Arizona's got 25 of them right now. Well, they've got a bit of the trip going on to. Um, right. It's a little bit of that, Australia. but they may still have a lot anyway, yeah. no matter what. But they're in a little bit of a tough spot playing all their games. But um, you know, I've seen lots of other teams with a number of them. So um, we're in that era, and. Um, they're typically guys maybe a little farther along, though, right, that are right. looking for a job, that have been there, done it, whereas Max is a young guy. So my guess is he had lots of offers, um, saw something he liked here, and here he is. So um, good for us, and, and uh, you know, this will play itself out in a, a couple of weeks, and we, hopefully we have a hard decision to make. That, mm-hmm. That's what we want. You know, when you kind of look at how everything ended for you last year obviously it was a great end of the year but then you start to think about what you're returning with your lineup this year from a continuity standpoint is this maybe the most you've had from one year to the other in terms of players coming back and the roles that you expect them to be in yeah pretty close I think in Boston there was a few years um as I went along there that we started building you know continuity at first it was let's get some let's get younger you Mm -hmm. know and then we got a little more consistent, but yes, I think there's, again, you don't want to say it, but I am, and everyone, you know, people are listening, like, we're pretty set, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, if you're ever going to be pretty set, a lot of times it's coming off winning the Stanley Cup and returning your team, so, but it doesn't mean guys won't uh, have the opportunity to push people. Um, You may not get in the lineup today, but maybe down the road, right? That's a little bit of what happens. Typically, if you're good enough to play in the National Hockey League, you'll find a way. Kind of, um, and, and sometimes you just have to come in and take somebody's job, and that's our situation. You know, years ago, maybe their first year, there was an opportunity, an easier opportunity. There will be down the road, whatever. Uh, everyone's at a different place at a different time, but right now that's how it's going to work for us. You have to take someone's job. Has uh, you had some captain skates in and around? You've talked to your coaching staff, so you're, you're not just – coming back from the Cape uh, now. Uh, has anybody jumped out at you, where, what you've seen? Uh, I know you mentioned uh, Rempel uh, seemed to score. Yeah, he, he's just hot today. It seemed yeah. like everything he touched went in. He, he's a goal scorer, uh, does a lot of it in the American League. Um, so just happened to notice. But uh, I, I liked Stevenson's line today with Howie and Stoney. They're just like they never left each other. They're throwing it around. Nick Waugh, their line, they, ju- they do what they always do, and puck possession drills, you can't get it from them. I like our D. They're moving well. Um, so I would say all our guys look very good and they they look like they're excited to to be back together with one another even though they've done captain skates a little different right like mm-hmm. if, now that you're you're actually in the meat of it here so um, as for the young guys as I guess I could go the other way our practices have been pretty good and efficient and uh, execution's been good I think there was one group today early on this morning that was a little off and so you you know kind of get their attention but in general the guys have been very focused and and I think a lot of it helps that 
they've been through a lot of the same drills now from last year. Our guys, and they're usually doing the drill first, so the guys are paying attention. Okay, this is what he wants, and off we go. It's always easy to look better when they know what the hell you're doing, too. So that that's helped our guys. <laughs> you uh, you were out in the ice with kids last week. I was. Running a couple of uh, uh, minor hockey practices. And you said something that I found was really interesting. And I'm going to take a private conversation to make it public. But... You said is sometimes for minor hockey coaches, less and fewer drills and less complicated drills are better. And it sounds like you follow that same philosophy uh, up top here in the National Hockey League. I do. You know, it, it, just to where I got that from is we do these coaches clinics a lot uh, at the NHL drafts. I was in the American League. And I was talking to Joel Quenville at the time mm-hmm. I, about, his, you know, he was running those Blackhawk teams. And it was early, it's like, say, 2011-12. I asked about practice and... He said that to me. He says, we, we, we have a very small book of drills, so the guys know them. We name them all, and so they do them. They do them well, and uh, we find it's easier. So I thought about that, and it's like, you know what? It's, it makes some sense. Uh, players, you know, like what's coming at them. They don't like surprises. I always thought, well, you've got to keep them fresh and all that. But That's the way I was thinking, too. Well, you know what? And there is probably some truth to that and validity, but... I just think for where we are as a team, and, and once you get to a high level and your team functions pretty well, I think your adjustments in game probably give you that. But the practices, they want to know what's coming and why. So the only thing I'd suggest, and I told our coaches, Brian's, uh, you know, coaches Cole, is like make them relevant to what you want to get done on the ice. That's the one thing. If you're only using a few drills and they suck, well, you're, you've got problems, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I ask our guys that all the time. If there's something you don't like, you got to tell me. But I'm trying to make them relevant to what we're doing on the ice as much as possible. And um, and so far, so good. Now, this year, I imagine – I don't think you can do that forever, Darren, though. Like, at some point, you do have to mix in. But you don't have to change the whole structure of the drill. Maybe there's some little things you tweak, and, and that's enough for the players to um, – to, to still get something out of them. Does Cole like having you out? He does, not all yeah. the time. Um, I'm quiet when I'm on the ice with with him. You know, I'm just trying to there to support the the young kids and give them a tap in the back. It's not my team, so if they if they mess up, I don't have to. Worry that much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're on to the next game, right? Big yeah. deal. I'm driving you anyway. Win or lose to the next game, so uh, it's not like I'm going to take away your sticks or make you buy your own helmet or whatever. So, uh, so I don't get affected. You know, imagine. You know, like when you're with them every day and they're not grasping a concept, I can see where it could get tough. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to just kind of maybe zoom back two and a half months, right? Winning the Stanley Cup. You've got some time now since that happened. Uh, where, where are your thoughts on it now? Obviously, you grew up, you wanted to win it. How, how did maybe getting that accomplished, the reality of it, maybe live up to what your expectations were? Well, the, the on-the-ice celebration, the parade, uh, super cool, Las Vegas Boulevard, all of that was what you, you sort of dream of, right? Mm-hmm. There's, It's just fun, let's face it. There's there's you know nothing bad about winning the Stanley Cup. Um, I think how you get there and how you win was maybe a bit of an eye-opener. I used to think you really got to be playing your best hockey almost every – you know, we had spurts where we weren't at our best and survived it and then, you know, got blown out, you know, and – whatever let's say game two here at home against Edmonton or game whatever it was up there maybe game four their power plays clicking well you just turn the page and you don't overreact and you get back playing I think I learned a lot about sort of the consistency of emotions um, in between games you know the highs and the lows can't affect you too much so um, and you know we were an imperfect team I said that a lot that Mm -hmm. you know there's parts of our game 
And I think that's where the skeptics out there looked at too much of the, oh, well, their power play isn't good enough or this. But our overall game was always, if our power play wasn't good enough, we got the five-on-five five goals. If our penalty kill struggled one night, five-on-five, five, we didn't allow anything else. Or You know what I mean? We always balanced it with a part of our game. And I think they looked too much. It's just individual certain numbers that didn't always jump off the page. So I learned that about our team, that, you know, just get them in a good place and, um you know, be good at the right times. And I think that's what we did better than everybody. We played well at the appropriate moments. We didn't play well all 60 minutes every game. But at the key moments of the game, we, you know, we closed out hockey games, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of teams that didn't and they Strong. didn't advance. Yeah. So we closed out games. We closed out series with the exception of Dallas. We had a small hiccup, but when we decided to close it out, we did it with a purpose. And so I like that about our group. There was a recognition of when to really step up and, um, good for them for doing that. That's a sign of a maturity in your group and and uh, and good hockey players. What's your favorite picture from the celebrations? Whether it's at home, uh, whether it was the parade. Uh, do you have a? I like I for? like that one. It's on the phone. Uh, it's us <laughs> on the beach uh, with the family. The ocean in the background. Cup over your head. Cup over your head. The obvious pose. Um, there is one, uh, the party we had, I, I invited some people, and uh, Bobby Orr was there, Ray Bork was there, and uh, Zidane Chara I invited. And I know these are Boston people, but I was in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and these are people that impacted me, you know, previously. Defensemen only, right? Defensemen only. And yeah. Brian Noonan, who Which won a you? cup, too, was a ranger who's a good friend of mine. So mm-hmm. the people that won a cup, we have a picture. It's kind of cool. Outside of the family portraits. Um, there's one with my dog nestled up against it on the beach, which is super cool. Just, to, But that's, you know, me being a nerdy dog owner sort of guy. Um, I think the one with the family on the ice all lifting it up. The kids have the jerseys on. I think there's one me hugging Marshy, which who would have thought, right? So here we go. Um, you know, it was very cool to see, yeah. you know, just the raw emotion too when you're on the ice. There's some of them that were taken quickly. You don't even – you can't go through them all, right, till till um, till after. So – those were some of the best ones. Um, there's one, uh, actually, I, I, I don't have time to go, but it's when I first got the pu- uh, cup, they put it on my uh, kitchen uh, counter, and the, the, the picture is me looking at it, turning to look at it. Someone snapped the picture just so I'm looking at it. It's almost like a look of, what the hell is this doing in my kitchen? <laughs> so you, you almost have to see it, and I'll show it to you. But yeah. um, um Anyway, I thought that was kind of a, like a neat, like, uh, what do they call that one? I don't know, whatever, just a fluid sort of picture and nothing scripted and it was cool. You guys get new hoodies? We did. They're they're very gold. Yeah. Very they're very gold. gold. <laughs> uh, last year they were very gray, and now they're very gold. So <laughs> we are gray and gold, so it makes some sense. I like the black ones we got, but we played so bad with those black jerseys. I really enjoyed Oh, the uh, the third, the alternate yeah, jerseys? Yeah, I like them, but yeah. it just didn't go very well for in terms of winning with them. But I, I kind of like them. I, I did, too. They were spectacular. Yeah. I didn't know you were coming up here. Did you send a text that you were coming up here, Garrett? You did? Oh. Oh, you sent texted Chris. Oh, surprise. So you're trying to get back at me because I screwed up the guys yesterday. I, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I knew, uh, I knew ahead of time, buddy. Yeah. This you know, is, you know uh, I like to stop in. Yeah. I'd, I'd love you just popping in. I was talking to Garrett, and he said, well, is this the show? You know, And he said, yeah, it was, you did it last year. I said, I was, Bruce in Edmonton. Summerlin. I was in Edmonton, I thought, once when we did it. Yes. <laughs> it hurts to win. Yeah. That's it when it was. And it what then. did we say? T-shirts. T-shirts. Charity, yeah. You want to pocket all the cash? Yes. I said, let's be good guys and, yeah. and pocket some of it. Yeah, <laughs> but let's give it to charity. I wore my T-shirt the other day. It hurts to win the T-shirt. You know, Garrett's doing a triathlon. 
No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's doing like a sport triathlon or sprint triathlon. So what is the, so that's like a like a quicker uh, version of all the events. So you got yeah. you got to swim faster. <laughs> I think so. It what is the the swim? Uh, half mile and then twelve mile bike, three mile run. Where are you doing it? Lake Mead. Lake Mead. Bullshit. Yeah. Week from tomorrow, he's he's back at it. I mentioned that because uh, you like the bike and you're in great shape. Have you ever done <laughs> a triathlon? No, I can I can ride a bike. No, I, I can't run. I've had a knee replacement, a hip replacement. Um, so I could do a bike. I don't know what's a do 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 athlon. Bike. I don't know two things. Yeah, two I things. Can't do the swim. Uh, the water's too I cold. I can swim. I like to swim. Do you? I you go in the swim. ocean. I go in the ocean all the time. Yeah. The jellyfish this year floating in towards the end of summer. So be careful. Uh, I don't mind still the jellyfish. In, uh, the uh, Nantucket Sound. Yeah, those, but there's those other fin things that uh, none of those there. Me. There's no seals around. We don't have a lot of rocks where they kind of. So it's it's jellyfish. Okay. And they're like the size of like some of them are the size of small pumpkins, and they're just floating in, and it's a little bit weird looking. Are these bad stingers? You can get uh, stung by them, yeah. Have I you don't think stung? so. No, I haven't. I've okay. avoided them. What I'm, very, I'm elusive. I'm yeah, elusive. yeah, you're bobbing and weaving. Yeah, I'm like, Scorpion, yeah. have you been stung by one of those yet? No, they've been in the house. They just march right in. It's like, hey, hey, you got to leave. You know, I got to go. <laughs> but they're, they're those little ones. <laughs> little right? ones. Yeah, so I haven't seen the, the, the big guys. I, so, I don't think you know. there are. Are there? There's not big, big ones here, is there? No. I'm looking at Garrett because he's from Boulder City. Not Garrett huge. Calloway. Not huge. Oh yeah, you're out in prompt, so yeah, not huge. Yeah. So yeah. can they? Can those little guys? Can they do some damage? Oh yeah, yeah. They they hurt. Like what kind of damage? Like, like just... my finger was numb for two months, but my wife was stung the other day in the leg, and she's over it. That sounds about right. So that's either I'm really soft, <laughs> or <laughs> not very pain, tolerant of pain. Why? I'm not sure why we're talking about this with you. You probably got other things to do. But well, it started I with it hurts to win some t-shirts. It hurts to win to yeah. the, onto the triathlete. Well, we're interesting guys. We like to talk about anything. We are. I know I can. I, it's, it can't always be hockey, hockey, hockey. You know, you gotta, you know, get, get, like scorpions are indigenous to the area. I need to know about it. I'm still pretty new here. <laughs> well, I did the Red Rock Loop today, and uh, that was fun. we got to get out there and do that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I think I'm ready. I think are you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Not after these three days on the ice for <laughs> six hours. Excuse me, but like going forward, just give me a okay. little bit of... Maybe next weekend. That'd be nice. Because you got a break in the schedule. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Yeah, great to There's Bruce Cassidy. Uh, We'll be back with uh, one-timers news notes uh, after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Good surprise. Carlson left corner. Centered one-timer score. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. I want to say this. Up front for you. I, I'm a cool guy. I've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I've done a lot of amazing things in my career. More than any of you listening and uh, Chapman will ever do. I'm, I'm that accomplished. <laughs> what we just experienced with Bruce Cassidy was unique mm-hmm. and I will chalk it up to top five most out of the blue things that have happened to me live on the air. Yeah. like That was, a, that was wild. And it shows that you got to be listening to this program all two hours, sure, every day, because you don't know what's going to happen. Whether it's Kerry Bubbles calling in yesterday, Chapman, who's this, and or <laughs> Bruce Cassidy walking in Studio Thirty One, mm-hmm. the advantage of us doing the show here at City National Arena, and then plopping himself down. I heard the door. I saw somebody in like a hoodie behind yep. me, and two people walk in. But I thought it was 
Richie from downstairs or uh, uh, Adam Miller uh, walking in or just one of my buddies mm-hmm. from, from in the building. Yeah. Stewie. Nope. Oh, all Bruce. of a sudden Bruce sits down. Yeah. The head coach. Yep. Yeah, it was fantastic. Just it, walks in. It was awesome. Yeah, um, got to give. Self. What was that, Chapman? Got to give Garrett Calloway a lot of uh, credit on that because he tipped me off as we were running the audio for Bruce. Uh-huh. And so he and I coordinated to cut the audio just as Bruce opened the door. So you, yeah. you didn't know far in advance either. So this was no. all. It was Nate spur Ewell. of the moment. It was India. Shay, it was Garrett Calloway, our PR and communications uh, team, uh, headed up by Nate, who executed this on the heels of me surprising you yesterday. Well, this I, is awesome. I'd kind of like to think Bruce had something to do with that too. Like, I, I want to believe he was listening to the show and said, "You know what? I'm going to go up and I'm going to just go say hello to those guys." That'd be interesting. That's cool. I'll take yeah. it. I'll, I'll take that. Bruce from Summerlin is always welcome on the He program. remembers that. I know. We even we made a promo out of Bruce in Edmonton. Hey, Chapman? Yes. That was the best bit of um, on-the-fly producing you've done all week. Well, it was phenomenal. I, I deserve absolutely no credit other than turning the Well, I couldn't figure off. out why Bruce's audio all of a sudden disappeared. <laughs> he threw for a loop. I jump on it. Like, Bruce Cassidy is media availability. And then all of a sudden, he's sitting beside us. Well, yeah, the, the surprise, the surprise on? was, was on Garrett. So I get zero credit. I just pushed the button off to turn off the computer. And we end up talking about Garrett's triathlon that's coming up and scorpions and T-shirts. Yeah, got to watch those scorpions. Yeah, I, my, my, I, got, I was picking up some patio stone. And I got it. And the little ones are worse than the big ones. Yeah, I, I said that to my wife, and she didn't believe me. Well, I know she listens to the show. She does. As a 25-year resident of Las Vegas, <clears throat> the little ones, because they don't, they can't control their poison. Mm. So they just sting you and unleash hell on you. It's all snakes for me. No scorpions. I'm, I, I, I hate my I was biking today. I told yeah. you, I did the Red Rock Loop. And it looked like a snake was on the side uh, of the road when I was going out to uh, down uh, the, the highway out there. Yeah. And, and it was just like a bungee cord that had come off a car or something. But I gave that thing 16 feet. Did you? I was in the other <laughs> lane before I realized it was a bungee cord. That's amazing. Because I just imagine biking by thinking it's deceased and it still snaps out at you. Yeah, of course. And my reflective socks are going to st- not going to stop a snake bite. No, not at all. Uh, we got a couple of things that we want to get to in uh, one-timers. Training camps open, and the Anaheim Max Comtois is here. Yes. And I know that that he would have liked to assign a long-term deal. Uh, that didn't materialize with Anaheim. Uh, they couldn't come to any type of uh, settlement there. Yep. Agreement there. He's not alone on this. Like, the, what's happening with Anaheim? They've got uh, Drysdale and Zegras yep. with their restrictive free agents. Mm-hmm. So still under team control. Uh, Max didn't take the uh, the uh, counter when you're dealing with contracts going back and forth and, and yeah. his level of his, his career. You, you have the option of walking away there. Zegris and Drysdale can't. Uh, they haven't earned that right yet uh, through time of service. But they're restricted free agents, and they're like what Nick Hague was last year. Mm-hmm. Restricted free agent, under team control, 
uh, and they've missed the start of training camp. Two really, I mean, Drysdale got hurt last year. You saw how much he meant to the team. He got hurt in the game in Vegas. Yep. And, and Zegris, who is all-world skill, and uh, two cornerstones of that organization. And they're playing They're playing pretty, Pat Verbeek playing hardball with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, you know, it's an interesting one because we know how, how, intriguing Trevor Zegers is as a player, right? The, the individual skill, he's a highlight reel if there ever was one. He, he can be a legitimate big-time star in this league, but in terms of helping your hockey team win games, I think that's where you need to see progression for Trevor Zegers, and, and I think that if you're looking at it from the Ducks' perspective and, and Pat Verbeek's perspective, he's looking at how much does Trevor Zegers help the Anaheim Ducks win games right now, and what's that value, and Certainly, there's an impasse at, at you know what the player feels his value is, and the the organization feels his value is. Uh, Pat Verbeek uh, said that uh, he's been through this as a player. He's uh, been on the management side. Uh, certainly, uh, that's a situation that uh, that he said it's all business. But you've got a 22 year old and a 21 year old cornerstones of your franchise. It's it's a little uh, awkward to have that big a piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, of your lineup, those two players sitting off to the side. Interesting, I talked to Jim Nill yesterday, general manager of the Dallas Stars, yep. uh, for the Bob McCallum podcast, and he said when Jason Robertson was going through it, he actually phoned the family and had like, a conference call with the family mm-hmm. and explained to them what was going on and the, the things had gone down uh, a, a couple of days without an agreement in, in the training camp. And he said, this is just, it's business. Yep. And uh, he hasn't done that a lot with players, but he did it with that. And I wonder if uh, Pat Verbeek has taken that uh, path with uh, with Drysdale and Zegras. And when you get to Colorado, they're dealing with some injuries. Mm-hmm. They hope to have Andrew Cogliano back for the start of the season. They're going to take it slow. He had multiple neck fractures yeah. last year in the, in, in the playoffs. Wore a brace a little bit. wasn't full time, mm-hmm. but uh, but he's lucky he can do anything. Like we we know the delicacy uh, of the spine and the neck, uh, but he's he's going to come back and play. I love Andrew Cogliano. Yeah, yeah. No, a good player. Um, it was a monster hit, right? Just a, a really unfortunate situation there. But you know the fact that he's he's kind of working himself back and and you know, take your precautions. But if, if he's able to go. That'll be one really, really positive for the the Colorado Avalanche because he's he's going to be a piece for them. Uh, but two, it, it's great for the player because you, you look at kind of what the scenario was. The fact that he's he's kind of pushing on the door there to get back into a lineup is is awesome. Cogliano had we know about Phil Castle on the Ironman streak. Mm-hmm. He had one of the longest, the closest streak, I believe, to Phil at yep. the time. Yeah, it was broken up because of a suspension. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, the fact that he's coming back from multiple neck fractures uh, and doesn't sound like he's going to miss any action uh, shows you how uh, reliable he is. Uh, one more note uh, for you. Logan Couture from the San Jose Sharks dealing with something that they suffered uh, in training, uh, captain skates or uh, working out. Uh, so he hasn't been on the ice for the first two days of training camp. Hopeful that he's going to be back soon, but, uh, but he's been watching uh, the San Jose Sharks cap. For Logan... 
yeah. I hope he's back. I hope he's back uh, soon. But you're not going to see him on Sunday uh, mm-hmm. when the Vegas Golden Knights take on the San Jose Sharks in a 5 o'clock start, 4 o'clock pregame show here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, we'll have the pregame show on the television side at 4.30 from Studio 31 uh, on Scripps Sports. You can watch it on the Nighttime Plus app uh, as long as you download that uh, in time free for the NHL preseason. We have four tickets to give away for the first home preseason game. On Wednesday against the Los Angeles Kings, half of them anyway, because the other <laughs> half are in uh, Melbourne, Australia right yep. now. Uh, if you are the fifth caller right now to which number? 702-876-1340. If you are the lucky caller, you will win all four tickets to that preseason game on us at Fox Sports Las Vegas. I think we're sponsoring that game uh, as well. Uh, we'll be back with Catching Up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. You sneaky devil. Well, I, I didn't do anything. I mean, I like I said, I just, I just pushed the button to turn off Bruce, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I had a heads cut up, Bruce but off. yeah, I cut Bruce off for Bruce to come come in live. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so Mrs. Chapman and I we went out for a nice dinner last night. Uh, first time in a while we've been able to go out to dinner, so I want to give a shout out to Chris, our waiter at Bonefish Grill in Summerlin. He's from South Philadelphia, so we had a good connection there uh, talking about Philadelphia sports. But uh, you know, I've been to Bonefish a few times, and it always delivers. Like it's always good. Is it on Charleston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, across from Target. Yeah. And uh, I got the steak and lobster tail. And sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm always weird about ordering a steak from a non-steak place. But it was good. Like, it was a good steak. And so I was uh, I was not disappointed. Now the unfortunate thing is I probably won't be able to go out to dinner with Mrs. Chapman for another nine or ten months because it seems like every single night now going forward, I'm going to be busy with something, whether it's the oh. Raiders or the uh, the Golden Knights and uh, or UNLV. So. I thought you were talking about because you... Yeah. Because I what? Dollars last night. No, no, no. It's Did not you get free? Was it no, tin roof? No, no. We we pay. Now, what was your waiter's name? Chris. Server's name. So I don't know if he listened to the show or not. I didn't tell him who I was because I'm well, not that. Didn't. I'm not that. I'm not you. I don't. I don't why, throw the do you know who I am card around. What's that? Did you tip him well? Of course, yeah. What did you do? What, what percent? Uh we always go over over twenty when the service is good. He. We ordered a, an appetizer. It was like crab fries. Oh, wow. But I'm always a little iffy about crab fries because... Wait, why okay, why did you go steak? here? You, you didn't no, want steak not, not didn't from want the there. No, no, no. No, I've gotten crab fries at another place in town I won't mention, and they were way too salty. So I ended up not eating them. So I let Chris know ahead of time that, you know, hey, you know, I'd been to this place, and, and he hooked it up. He, he was like, yeah, you know what? I, I'll, I'll tell them to put the Old Bay seasoning on the side. And they were delicious. They were really good. So did you go twenty four percent? We 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 were pretty good. We go over twenty. We'll put it that way. So you didn't go twenty four percent. You went twenty percent. No, I said we went over twenty percent. Twenty one percent. I I don't know the percentage, but I know it was over twenty. Tipping is gives me like anxiety. Well, yeah, because because Canadians don't tip, right? Well, because I want. Oh, my mother-in-law's husband doesn't. 
<laughs> he, was, he, was, he was crazy. Like, it was awful. Jen left the restaurant before the, the server came and picked that thing up. Well, it's been a while since here. I've been to Canada. Isn't tip included in the bill or no? No, no. Really. Oh, okay. Uh, but I always want to do justice, but you you got to be somewhat financially Sure. Controlled. Somehow I, I picture Darren being the guy who alligator arms the bill when it comes oh, when I he goes out. To, with I give gr- it to Jen. Yeah. <laughs> I say, you're the smart one. You've got 15 degrees. You figure it out. <laughs> you do your thing. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Sunday, both TV and radio, Vegas Golden Knights, San Jose Sharks.